Well, good. You made it to John Bound Politics number 41. I'm very grateful that you joined me. I've got a lot of knowledge to drop on you, but before I launch into the reports, I wanted to express my deepest respects to Toots Hibbert of Toots and the My Towels, who I've been listening to over the course of my existence. Toots was a golden voice of soul and a purveyor of positivity in tough times. Toots, you will be missed. Well, there's not much time, so let's get into it. Netflix's Cuties debacle continues to escalate. Senators Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, and Mike Lee have called on the DOJ to investigate Netflix over the blatant celebration of softcore child pornography. While Democrat outcast Tulsi Gabbard said, Netflix child porn cuties will certainly whet the appetite of pedophiles and help fuel the child sex trafficking trade. One in four victims of trafficking are children. It happened to my friend's 13-year-old daughter. Netflix, you are now complicit. Hashtag cancel Netflix. The French production received an 89% favorable Rotten Tomatoes movie critics rating, while actual moral people gave it a 3% favorable audience rating. In 2019, Cuties premiered at the 2019 Sundance Film Festival. That same year, Variety reported Sterling Van Wagenen, who co-founded the Sundance Film Festival with Robert Redford in 1978, was sentenced to at least six years in prison after pleading guilty to sexual abuse of a child that began when that child was just seven years old. Publications like The Verge, Variety, and Salon, along with the director of the film, blamed the Netflix poster for all of the outrage, rather than the blatant sexualization of underage children throughout the film. The Verge even attempts to blame Alex Jones, Steven Crowder, and QAnon for some kind of misguided backlash, claiming not all of the criticism came from people who openly support QAnon, but the backlash makes cuties an easy target for QAnon supporters to spread conspiracy theories. The focus has shifted away from the actual movie, including its purpose and contextual uses of certain scenes because of the resurgent backlash. But as a critic wrote in his Rolling Stone review, Cuties is not a salacious bit of pedo bait designed to appeal to baser instincts rather than better angels. But the film that gets progressively suggestive in its sexual exploitation and comes across as softcore pedophilia only has itself to blame. The Daily Wire interviewed sex trafficking survivor and advocate Eliza Blue, who said the film is also giving sexual abuse victims flashbacks of some of the darkest moments of their lives. She said it takes them back to a moment when they were abused and overtly sexualized as a child. They might have thoughts of suicide. Those are the real-life ramifications of that material being so open and readily available. This isn't the first time Netflix has crossed the line. The Netflix cartoon Big Mouth is nauseating in its promotion and normalization of pedophilia. The film Girl, about a teenage male ballerina who identifies as female on Netflix, received condemnation after showing frontal nudity of the 15-year-old male actor. And there are many more shows on Netflix that stream the liberal agenda aimed at crushing any morality remaining in America's future generations. Should consuming child porn be legal? I think that that would be, yes, more legal and more ethically consistent. Yes, 100%. John Bound reporting. 
Trump's not ever going to become president, right? Right? And you replied, no. No, he's not. We'll stop it. That text was written late at night in shorthand. I don't care when it was written. About. I don't care it's whether it was longhand, cursive. FBI weasel Peter Strzok recently blurted out, I'm concerned. The things that I have heard the attorney general say, some of the actions of the Department of Justice unfolding or rolling back the prosecution of General Michael Flynn, the sentencing of Roger Stone, give me great concern. You won't hear this sycophantic Trump derangement syndrome sufferer praise Attorney General Barr no matter what he does, even if Barr is dealing with an American war zone in Chicago. The increase in violence that has plagued Chicago and other cities is what prompted the department to launch Operation Legend two months ago in Kansas City, Missouri. The operation is named for Legend Talaferro, a four-year-old Kansas City boy shot and killed while asleep in his bed. The purpose of the operation is to make clear that his life mattered, his name should be remembered, and other innocent victims like him, including the eight-year-old girl killed in Chicago on Labor Day, should not suffer such senseless deaths. Police canvas yet another crime scene and try to find the person responsible for killing another one of Chicago's children while another family figures out how to mourn a little girl. Over the past two months, federal agents involved in Operation Legend have made more than 2,500 arrests, many for violent crimes, including homicide and sexual assault. Bringing federal charges is significant uh, because defendants arrested for violent crimes are often detained before trial, unlike state defendants who are too often released. In addition, federal defendants will face serious sentences if convicted, with a real possibility of long-term imprisonment at the Bureau of Prisons facility out of state. In Kansas City, violent crime has dropped by 32% since we launched Operation Legend. In St. Louis, homicides have dropped by 47% in the four weeks since Operation Legend began. In Detroit, homicides have dropped more than 25% and non-fatal shootings have dropped by more than 35%. In Memphis, homicides in August dropped by nearly 27%. In Milwaukee, Non-fatal shootings have dropped by 25% in the five weeks since the operation began. Over the first five weeks of Operation Legend in Chicago, murders dropped by 50%. One of those cases, the 4th of July Inglewood killing of 14-year-old Vernardo Jones Jr. On Independence Day, 14-year-old Vernardo Jones Jr. was playing basketball with friends in a Chicago park when he was senselessly killed in a massacre that left eight people dead or wounded. Investigators releasing images of this gray infinity sedan with temporary tags seen near the fatal shooting, police say, of 20-month-old Sincere Gaston, the youngest life taken during a weekend of extreme violence. That was my world. That, that coward took world. a piece of us. He broke us. He stole my baby from me. Police say a person fired shots into a vehicle carrying the eight-year-old, DeJore Wilson, her mother, and two others. For the fourth straight weekend, children are among the shooting victims. At least 60 people have been shot, nine of them killed. In fact, 
protesters slash rioters are doing all they can to stop the federal response to their ongoing communist death to America mantra in blue cities across the country. The group on Friday night saying 100 federal agents coming to Kansas City is not the answer. There's no black mafia. There is no conspiracies of murder that are taking place. The reason that these this violent crime is taking place is because there's a lack of resources in our community. Multiple people are arrested during a protest against Operation Legend in downtown Detroit. Detroit will breathe or organize the protest to speak out against federal agents who were sent by the Trump administration to assist with the increasing gun violence. In Portland, they've been messing with protesters for the last week, um, and we don't want them here. I expect more protests for as long as we need to. We'll be out here for an entire year if we need to. The armed militia that went down to Lansing, you know, they had swastikas and they were mainly white men, and so there was no federal troops there. It doesn't actually fix the problems that are plaguing our communities. It puts further pressure on this pressure cooker that is squeezing our communities uh, without resources. We do not want or need federal interference in local affairs. We do not want a federal occupation in the city of Memphis. This is an ideological, political ploy to justify and continue the criminalization and over-policing of black and brown communities. Many of our community members already feel unsafe by uh, by those who are engaged in criminal activities within the community, we don't need to have someone who we hope is there to serve and protect us also there to over-police us. It gives me hope that maybe if we can keep pushing and keep the movement going that our kids won't have to be fighting for the same thing that we've been fighting for over the past 500 years. But regardless of Attorney General Barr's common sense approach to the madness, these fools in the streets ultimately continue to support the violence they represent. Their neglect to face the truth results in their hypocrisy to aid and abet the continuation of American children being exploited and murdered. This is no longer a peaceful protest. It is a parade of domestic terror waging war on the children of America. Operation Legend is going to happen. And with or without y'all, it's going to happen. Sharon Powell is a grieving mother fighting for justice for her son and many other families who have lost a loved one. We have 20 to 30 shootings a week in the Kansas City metro area. Operation Legend is to investigate murders that has been unsolved and one of those is for my four-year-old son that did not make it to five. So if you're against that, maybe you have to reevaluate your stands and your mentality to see what direction you're headed in. John Bound reporting. President Trump is taking fire from all sides as he continues to reassure the country that he won't stop fighting. We are returning power to you, the American people. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, we are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. The attacks didn't stop Trump from being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, which Trump earned, unlike President Obama. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's faction of power-hungry New World Order goons is wargaming how to take power, even if Trump is re-elected. As Jamie White reports, a far-left coalition wargamed several post-election apocalyptic scenarios in case 
Democrat candidate Joe Biden lost to President Trump, predicting that InfoWars would get involved by doxing Joe Biden electors and linking 88 of these electors to George Soros and 14 to child sex trafficking. In a bizarre piece by the Daily Beast, entitled The Left Secretly Preps for MAGA Violence After Election Day, a group called the Fight Back Table analyzed different election scenarios that draw from the Transition Integrity Project's white paper outlining different election scenarios that included several blue states seceding from America and bringing violence to the streets should Trump win. It's an organization that emerged at the end of last year that pretends to be a bipartisan group interested in making sure the election is free and fair, but it's run by George Soros and the Open Society Institute, and it's partnered with a group linked with the Chinese Communist Party, the Bagruin Institute. One source familiar with the Democracy Defense Nerve Center operation said some of the hurdles were straightforward, how you occupy hold space and shut things down, not just on election day, but for weeks. You know, some people expect that there to be an answer to who won the election on election night. I don't think we're necessarily going to get that. And I think it's important that we start preparing people now, that there's nothing illegitimate about taking a few extra days or even weeks in order to make sure that all the votes get counted. In fact, it would be illegitimate if we if we didn't make sure that all of the ballot votes were counted. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of um, of civil unrest in, in the period you know between uh, between voting and and a result being called or or, or after that and I, I just think that we need to be doing everything that we can to uh, reduce the chances of violence or civil unrest in the in the wake of this election. If that were to happen, would Facebook be blamed in part? Um, well, I, I... others are more complicated, like what quick transportation options can be in place should poll locations mysteriously close, while others have been simply impossible to plan out, the Daily Beast continued. But hardball tactics would bring more aggressive responses from the right, the Beast reported. The simulation for a narrow Biden win saw a scenario in which InfoWars published a list of addresses, phone numbers, and other personal information of electors pledged to vote for Joe Biden. Of course, InfoWars wouldn't publish anything without having evidence to support it. And why would exposing child trafficking be a bad thing? You are secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Does that sound like something you are behind? Or well, I haven't, I haven't heard that, but uh, is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, you know, if, uh, if I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put myself out there. All of this as professional sleazeball Michael Cohen, who is on house arrest due to tax evasion and campaign violations, attempts to tarnish the president's image. I described Mr. Trump as a cult leader, and I was in this cult. And I, well, While I was in the cult, I was really refusing to acknowledge that the actions that I was performing for my boss were morally wrong. While Biden continues to double down on his lies, utilizing the Democrat modus operandi that the public is too stupid to know the difference. Uh, they would say that you want to uh, defund the police, and uh, it seems to be uh, uh, trying to frighten some folks. Uh, can, you, can you set the record straight on that? I not only don't want to defund the police, I'm the one calling for $300 billion, million more for local police, for community policing. I also think we should add 
uh, social workers and psychologists help police on 911 calls. The only person calling to defund the police is, is Donald Trump. Look at his budget. He calls for cutting police funding for local, state and local help by $400 million. Once again, he's pathological. Just like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, absolutely. I never told the environmentalists that I'm going to ban fracking, period, number one. Number two is a flat lie. No more, no new fracking. We, we are we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Well, like, what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. pipes? Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. With fracking, the shale revolution, and the tremendous surge in American energy production, we're showing that we can create jobs, safeguard the environment, and keep energy prices low for America and low for our citizens. And you see that. You also see it when you pump the gas into your car and you're paying sometimes a lot less than $2 lately, right? So we're doing well. And we have so much of it, I don't know. Negotiated deal. A deal for somebody other than yourself. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. Hiding Biden finally crawled out of his hole. He was met by his one lone supporter outside of his appearance at a church in Kenosha, Wisconsin, to finally address the Marxist media brainwashed mob violence upon that city that racked up over $2 million worth of damage to city property alone. Joe Biden has nothing in Kenosha other than he's running for president, but <laughs> I lived in Kenosha my entire life. My parents still live in Kenosha. This is a 65% Democrat town. And all they want to do is, in these signs saying, thank you for saving our town. People need to realize, a week ago, that Kenosha was burning down. And people were putting their kids, no exaggeration, in their basements, while dad was sitting in the kitchen with their hunting rifles, not knowing who was going to come through the front door. My God! A person that has worked 50 years in a furniture store has nothing, and because why? Because a police officer made a bad choice. Don't take it out on the innocent people. All we want to do is make a living and come to work and help people. Sum it up in a word, it would be just total carnage. I, I just don't understand why why this something like this would happen. Um, it's it's just uh, it's frustrating. I don't understand why people do these things. Of course, he blamed it all on Donald Trump as he waved his grotesque punctured hand around that appeared to be bruised from an IV. Perhaps they are juicing creepy Joe Biden up for the next 60 days. I thought you could defeat hate. Hate only hides. It only hides. And when someone in authority breathes oxygen under that rock, it legitimizes those folks to come on out. How important is it for these protests to continue? 
it's critically important. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't. They're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. We're going to allow any president to quiet our voice. We won't let those who see this as an opportunity to sow chaos throw up a smoke screen to distract us from very real and legit, legitimate grievances at the heart of these protests. We can't, we can't leave this moment, we can't leave this moment thinking that we can once again turn away and do nothing. We can't do that this time. His talking points were certainly rammed into his fragile brain, an appearance that began with a group resembling a seminar railing on leftist policy positions that have been absent from Biden's vague, meandering addresses. I'm just going to be honest, Mr. Biden. I was told to go off this paper, but I can't. Biden was supported by mega-racist Jacob Blake Sr., who has moronically posted plenty of his cherished bigotry online, even posting a picture of a white Jesus in a toilet. But CNN went on to say Jacob Blake Sr. gave powerful witness to the kindness and empathy of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. In an earlier appearance, Biden made up his own facts about the cold-blooded assassination of Portland Patriot Aaron Danielson, essentially defending the shooter. That shooter is now Our big story this morning, after nearly a week on the run, the suspect in the shooting death of a Portland protester was killed in Lacey overnight. The U.S. Marshals Service confirms the man was shot in a confrontation with police. Next thing we know, there was a bunch of shooting. Um, We looked, we we both came up to like right about here, because I mean, there's gunshots, none of us want to get shot. Um, We looked, and I mean, from what we can see, there was a guy next to a white truck going backwards. And today, Biden continued to double down on his lies. If what is written in the Atlantic is true, it's disgusting. The president reportedly said, and I emphasize reportedly said, that those who sign up to serve, instead of doing something more lucrative, are suckers. And to think that I would make statements negative to our military and our fallen heroes when nobody's done what I've done with the budgets, with the military budgets, with getting pay raises for our military. It is a disgraceful situation. If these statements are true, the president should humbly apologize to every gold star mother and father and every blue star family that he's denigrated and insulted. Who the heck does he think he is? We lost more cops this year to COVID than on patrol. It's a reminder how an already dangerous job, law enforcement, has gotten more dangerous because of Trump's mismanagement. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what he says or what he claims, you are not safer in Donald Trump's America. You're not safe in Donald Trump's America where people are dying at a rate last seen when Americans were fighting in World War II. What would you say to the supporters of 
the QAnon, the people who believe in that conspiracy, what they think is true about America, uh, that there's sex trafficking and a conspiracy against the, President Trump. And what would you say to President Trump for not rejecting that conspiracy and the people who believe in it? I've been a big supporter of mental health. I'd recommend the people who believe it maybe should take advantage while it still exists in the Affordable Care Act. It's bizarre. Totally bizarre. And now, have you guys found that plane load of people in uniforms and weapons and flying around? I mean, you know, have you found them yet? These are Biden's salad days, a far cry from the shark tank he will be dropped into by the end of the month when his far-left whimpering will face President Trump on September 29th in Cleveland, Ohio. John Bound reporting. The Democratic Party's Death to America campaign marches on. The collective hubris of the party is on full display. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say. Here's the managerial elite, elite's message, of which uh, Speaker Pelosi is part, to, to, the, uh, to the ordinary Americans. You're a bunch of morons. The owner of the salon where Pelosi committed her COVID-19 hypocrisy is now getting death threats. And the odds are good that Antifa and BLM will turn it into a smoking pile of rubble before the week's end. Oregon and its long history of democratic corruption is leading the way, as Oregon Governor Kate Brown has resorted to asking police from nearby cities of Portland, Oregon, to assist with controlling the Marxist madness, yet to no avail. The Clackamas County Sheriff's Office said they will not be sending their deputies in to help in Portland, and the sheriff there, Craig Roberts, really ripped into the way that things are being done here in Multnomah County. He said if you want to really stop these protests and the violence, you need to, number one, have the district attorney charge and follow through and prosecute the people that are committing the crimes. And number two, you have to have the judges stop releasing people with no bail. Inside the blue city of Portland, Mayor Ted Wheeler fiddles while his city burns, standing by the protesters even as they smoke him out of his home. And I'd appreciate that either the president support us or he stay the hell out of the way. We're seeing Portland intentionally not and willfully not police to the extent needed to stop the violence. While Democrat San Jose, California Mayor Sam Licardo's house was hit by Antifa BLM useful idiots. Meanwhile, most Americans see right through the full war machine of the mainstream media supporting the liberal Marxist agenda. I know that you and the president have blamed Antifa, a far left group uh, here in the United States for uh, stirring up the violence in some of these cities. And I know you've set up a task force mm -hmm. at the Justice Department to look into this. Uh, if Antifa is really behind what we've seen, some of the looting, some of the burning, some of the violence, why haven't there been any major arrests made of Antifa? 
Well, there, there have been 300 arrests made but, across but the country. Apparently, uh, based on the evidence we've seen, there aren't many at all uh, as far as Antifa directly related individuals. You know I've talked to every police chief in, in every city where there's been uh, major violence, and they all have identified Antifa as the ramrod for the violence. They are flying around the country. We know people who are flying around the country. Uh, we know where they're going. We know we see some of the purchases they're making before the, the uh, riots of uh, weapons to use in those riots. So we are following is it. That, and is Antifa that is deep. Is that illegal what they're doing? Uh, cr crossing state lines to engage in rioting is. Uh, in an interview. Uh, federal offense. And you guys always talk about how many times Trump has lied. I've calculated that I think with your Chiron, with. You know, I don't know if there's any journalists left at CNN, but I know that, you know, if I were to estimate about 300 different, you know, distortions or misinformation that we get out of CNN, if you added all that up to 46 months, it comes out to be 300,000 plus distortions of truth. I, I'm grateful for the call, and I know that you're not the only person that feels this way. There has been a process of radicalization that's happened in this country with media bashing that is absolutely unprecedented. Thanks for joining us here at John Bound Politics. Please subscribe if you haven't already. It's our mission to bring you some semblance of logic in this crumbling Babylon system. You can find us at dailynewscollective.com. John Bound reports on YouTube. Bound reports on band.video. And as always, a big thanks to hcuniversalnetwork.com. Good night, America, wherever you are.